Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across the Faith FM network, right across Australia. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon, who's literally not even here anymore. You are, you not are even not, here. You, you look like you are here. It's an illusion, Lyle. This is an illusion. I am not here. I'm very happy. Where are you? Here. <laughs> oh, I am in Germany. No, you're not. <laughs> I, I, seriously. No, you're not. By the time you're this probably is... probably in Singapore. No, I'm not routing through that. I'm routing through Doha. Doha? Yeah, Qatar. Okay, Doha. Yeah, You're in Doha right, now. You're in yeah. Doha. Yeah, I'm in Doha. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are wondering what's going on, uh, we've already recorded today's show. We recorded it yesterday. It's a delayed broadcast. Yeah, we recorded it on uh, Wednesday, the 12th of September, and uh, we've just put a little delayed broadcast introduction in front of it, and then it does get aired the next day, or maybe the next week. Who knows? But either which way, I'm not here anymore because I fly out tonight, mm-hmm. September 12th, Wednesday. Yes. And uh, do you know what? If you want to jump across the live show, which you can do, and don't be uh, don't be alarmed when you get there and realise it's not me. It's uh, Lawson, who lo- lovely Lawson, filling in for me. <laughs> Lawson and Lyle show for a couple of weeks while I'm overseas. The double L's coming up. Yes, you can. Uh, you can do That's so. The alphabet right there. You can do whatever. You can do so by going to our website, Faith See, it FM. Comes, it comes before M. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to legit stick you over my knee today. <laughs> faithfm.com.au is our website. You can go there and uh, go to the top of the page. You'll see the live stream. Um, and just press, 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 blah, 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 blah. just press play is what I'm trying to say. I see my brain's already in Germany. Yeah, my I was going to say you're about, about to break out in German right there, Mon. <laughs> Jawohl. Uh, or you can download the TuneIn app. Search for Faith FM Australia. And uh, once again, just press play on that. And you can be on the live show where you can like, you know, win prizes and get giveaways and all kinds of stuff. Oh, P.S. We have we have free movie tickets. Actually, do you know what? Our delayed broadcast listeners are welcome to call us they as are. well they are and indeed. snap up uh, free. We have a limited number, and once they are gone, they are gone. Yeah, but we still have some, and mm-hmm. uh, and our delayed broadcast listeners can definitely call us up one eight hundred Faith FM one eight hundred three two four eight four three and snap up uh, tickets to go see Tortured for Christ, the new Absolutely. Voice of the Martyrs movie. Well, coming up in today's show, apart from talk, Mon talking about going to Germany nonstop, <coughs> um, we are going to have some very positive news. Mon's going to bring us a story. Part two of a story about how powerful uh, positive living is, and of yes. course, you know the greatest positive motivator in the universe is Jesus Christ Himself. And uh, I'm going to be talking about um, a university that you do not want to go to under any way, shape, or form. Yeah, scary stuff. Um, and so, yeah, warn you off on that one. Uh, right here in Newcastle. So some local news coming up there. And we're also going to talk about Sunday laws coming in in Italy mm-hmm. under pressure from the Vatican. So nothing unusual there, I guess. Signs but of the times for religion sure. Religion and politics getting mixed together. We also have our question of the day, our most popular segment. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this song.
goodness faileth never Good shepherd may I sing your praise Within your house forever Within your house forever You're listening to I Am They, King of Love, here on Faith FM. And Mon, yes, this day. let me hit you with the quiz. It is a what am I quiz. Mm-hmm. The first clue is Solomon says the way of the sluggard is blocked by this. Solomon says the way of the sluggard is blocked by this. Lyle looks confused, which is good. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. trying to figure out whether this is all about slugs or whether this is all about sluggers. If you can get the prize, if you can get the answer right, we'll send you the prize. And if you can get it before Lyle gets it right, I'm going to send you two prizes. I think it's got more to do with slugs than sluggers. I don't think it has anything to do with slugs, but if you want to think about no, slugs, I don't actually think it has. Things, okay, uh-huh. anyway, I, just, I think it has. I'm so nervous you're going to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> I almost don't want to do the quiz it's anymore. The I just way of the sluggard. We should, sweat. Bring that, we should bring that word back into the English language. Sluggard, yeah, I like it. It's, it's a, a good cool word. word. It's a good word. And slugger. We, we don't have that anymore <laughs> either. Slugger. Isn't that like a baseball term? No, a slugger is like somebody who beats people up. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. Well, I've never sluggered anyone. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Lyle, yesterday we talked about the effects um, of uh, doctors who spoke kindly, uh, used the doctors that used different words yes. to speak to their patients, which helped them heal and recover faster. Yes. And I really I really actually wanted to drive this this point home mm-hmm. uh, because more studies have come out and uh, and I've been looking at them online. I'm just I'm just astounded by it. And so I really just wanted to talk about it a bit more. So with the with the test that I was talking about yesterday, um, you know, this is what they actually did, right? So they began their experiment by inducing uh, a harmless allergic reaction in their study participants. So they would administer a histamine skin prick, which is um, you know a test traditionally used as a baseline to diagnose allergies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and histamine it causes reactions like swelling and itching and rashes and that kind of thing, right? So they set up um, you know a bunch of tests people and a bunch of, uh, you know, you have the two different groups. And uh, so they set up this, this simple experiment, very simple, with uh, 75 study participants. And uh, so they, they, they injected the histamine and following the skin prick, they rated how itchy they were on a scale of one to uh, 100. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they measured them at like different time intervals. So three, nine, 12, 15, 18 minutes after the skin prick, they would ask them, how itchy is it? How itchy is it, right? Mm-hmm. So this is how they tested it. Okay. So yeah, six yeah, minutes in... They um they began to check on the and the participants and approximately half of them, um what they did they got the doctor to assure them that from this point forward your allergic reaction will start to diminish and your rash and irritation will go away. Okay. So encourage them, even though it might not necessarily be true, right? Yep. <clears throat> and the other half of the participants, the control group, the doctor provided no remarks about the reaction. Okay. Just did like a. Did, they, should have, they should have done a third group where they where the doctor came along and said it's going to get worse from now on. <laughs> Two days and then you die. <laughs> yeah. So he he didn't he didn't offer any remarks of encouragement. Didn't you know say anything about the future? He just he just observed and, yep. and asked how they felt that kind of thing. And they found that when the doctor offered a few assuring assuring words, the feeling of itchiness declined significantly faster in those uh, participants who were given a. Um, 
reassuring words than those who weren't given any explanation about that. What about reaction. the rash? Did the rash go down quicker? That's the, that's the crazy thing. The biggest difference was three minutes after the brief interval, at nine minutes in, um, the, the participants reported the itchiness an average of 20.19 compared mm-hmm. to the control group who rated the irritation at almost 29 Okay. So yeah, like almost ten That's points a, above. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, and they saw that the difference between the two conditions it was somewhat maintained over time, um, but they actually were getting better, quicker than the ones who weren't assured. Isn't that interesting? It's just insane. And the so power of the, the yeah. power of the mind. So they've said like going to the doctor is largely a psychological experience. Um, often we want to be assured that what we're experiencing is normal and it'll go away. And uh, and yet the response we often get is you know complicated diagnosis, expensive medications, added uncertainty. You know which we've all had. We've all gone to the doctor and come yeah, out. Yeah, well more that's, how, that's how that's how we, how how you make money. In, yeah, in, in the medical profession. Yeah. Well, I want to keep uh, people coming back. Yeah, I want customers. I want to combine this with uh, another couple of studies that they've done, and this is just the this is the power I'm, I'm using. I'm just going to say the power of positivity. I know it sounds a little bit like some sort of hippie thing, but this is. Um, the studies that they've done on people's psyches when they focus on bad news, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and this is a surgeon, Dr. Christiane Northrop. She says our nervous system simply weren't designed to handle a daily barrage of bad news, um, you know, containing the worst about humanity, brought to you from every corner of the globe, you know, nonstop, like it's an inundation. And so they, they that's, did- That's why we have positively different radio yeah, for exactly, you exactly. That's exactly right. So the trend towards like sensational bad news on television- and actually didn't begin until like the 1990s, and um, which is crazy because at the same time, uh, in the US, the homicide rate was dropping uh, in that decade by 42%. Mm-hmm. But television, news coverage of murders skyrocketed more than 700% in the same decade. Wow. So people have a really distorted view of what's actually happening out there. That's um, that is, yeah. that's, that's just Wow. And so a lot of people like it began to like, you know, have its its effect, its toll on people because our brains simply mm. aren't made to just constantly feed on bad news. Just the same way that our diets, we can't constantly be eating junk food. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our bodies weren't designed for that. So people, you know, some people will switch it off completely. And I remember doing this when I was 16. I remember we used to watch the evening news at six o'clock every night. And after a while, I was like, I find this really depressing and scary. And it's, I just hate the feeling I have afterwards. And so I just wouldn't watch the news anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd like come back when the cartoon started. But <laughs> but that's not really a good answer either. You can't completely turn off the news. Like we, we we need to be informed citizens. We need to know what's going on. You know politics. We have to you know understand you know where our country is. Sure, Signs yeah. the times. Sticking your head in your sand is not such a great exactly. Idea. So this doctor um, has re- recommend that we become selective shifters. Uh, sifters, sorry. So choosing what kind of news we take in, just like we have to choose our diet. Um, and you know, avoid avoid gossipy stuff like you know what's you know. Donald Trump's wife wearing today, that kind of stuff, you know, and how outrageous it is and how much it costs and just blah, blah. Like, forget that stuff. You just need to, like, hit the I headlines. Think I have ever listened to that kind of news, Mon? Oh, it was huge just recently. She wore, like, some jacket that was offensive or something. I don't know. And um, it, was, it was on the news for a while. You just love to be a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Constantly judged. But this is the crazy thing, right? So there's a website called Good News Network and uh, and that it's a journalist company where they've dedicated themselves to reporting on good news because they say that journalists are supposed to report on what's happening mm-hmm. and the fact that no one's reporting on good news is actually not – it's them not doing their job, right? Yep. Because there is good stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Just none of, nobody's reporting on it. If it bleeds, it leads. That's right. And so they've started this whole news uh, network that's just all about you know finding out the good news and telling the good news. 
And they've done some studies and they're absolutely flabbergasted at how much of a difference it makes in people's mental health. Really? Yeah, this is crazy. So they did a study of nearly 30,000 healthy adults in London and uh, reported upbeat moods that had lower levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone that leads to high blood pressure, weakened immune systems and even abdominal obesity. And uh, the women in particular that were reported to have more positive emotions were less prone to chronic inflammation, which is related to heart disease and cancer. The, uh, this, like the, the stats that are coming out of this are just insane. They followed 1,500 men in their early 60s for 10 years, mm-hmm. and they said that lung function declined significantly faster in pessimists, even taking into account major biological risk factors. And then they, in, they did a Dutch study of elderly men, this is like worldwide, mm-hmm. and found that those who identified as optimistic were associated with a stunning 50% lower risk of cardiovascular death during the 15-year study. That Isn't that isn't crazy? 50%. 50%. Just because they're optimistic, they have a 50% less risk of cardiovascular death over You know, there is, nothing, there is nothing greater than a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a friend of you know, the ruler and creator of the universe to give you optimism. You know, this is, this is the solution right here. It's just yeah, you, you combine spirituality and optimism together. They are a perfect match. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, we... Even just a simple, something as simple as changing up your news diet can do a massive effect, but changing up your spiritual diet and looking to Jesus for hope mm-hmm. in the bad news is even, even better. Speaking of hope. Speaking of hope, we have an amazing story that we're going to be sharing with you. Uh, once again this morning, we went to, uh, on the weekend, the movie uh, Tortured for Christ, mm-hmm. the story of Richard Wormbrandt. We've been talking about this um, somewhat because we've been giving tickets away. And if you don't have your tickets yet, then you know what number to give us a call at the end of the show, one eight hundred three two four eight four three. We have a couple of uh, free movie tickets that we will give away at the end of the show. And I just want to say that this is a powerful movie. It's incredibly impacting. It's a movie that every Christian should see. Mm-hmm. It is a major wake-up call. This is a story that happened just a few years ago, not very long ago at all, within yeah. within the uh, the living memory of a lot of people still around today. And uh, it will rock you to your core. You will leave a different person with a different perspective on Christianity and on life and on religious persecution. But what we're going to do now is we're actually going to play a, a song that we played yesterday. Uh, and this song is um, a song written by Richard Wormbrandt, one of his cellmates. Mm-hmm. This was wh- a song that was written while, while they were in prison, being beaten every single day for their faith. Jesus, Lord, oh, help me always to remember how your miracle delivered me from pain. How your love has freed my captive heart forever. By your grace, you've always been my one defender. I was dead. And then you gave me life again Yes, you gave me life again And I won't forget the torment and the sadness I was helpless so Kindness. 
shines on me Yes, forever shines on me Listening to Kristen Getty um, with "I Will Not Forget" here on Faith FM, and of course, that was the story that was written in a Romanian prison, written by a man who was being beaten for his faith every day. Um, and uh, of course, you know, these people were imprisoned there for you know um, fifteen to twenty-five years, this kind of thing, um, very, very long periods of time. And the movie that uh, was made was inspired by that, and is the true story. It's actually the true story filmed on site. Um, had just been released and in it will be uh, um, opening in Victoria and Western Australia this, this Saturday way, night yeah. this Saturday night, and we have some free tickets to give away so make sure you give us a call at the end of the show and we will uh, make those available for you. Yeah, stay tuned. It'll be this coming Saturday night, September the 15th. Okay, so the quiz, Mon. Yes, okay. What am I? Oh, and by the way, mm. I have an American who has texted in to say that slugger is a baseball term. Aww. Um, and so uh, dictionary definition of slugger is the primary definition is a person who throws hard punches. The secondary definition, a player who consistently hits for power, especially home runs and doubles. Or it can also refer to somebody who hunts big game using a shotgun loaded with solid slugs. Okay, that's that's all very well, but you realise the clue that I gave previously didn't say the word slugger. No, it was about slugs. Sluggards. Sluggards, Sluggards. which is a totally different word. Okay. All right. All right. Totally, we, got, we got sidetracked. With a totally different We got sidetracked. Meaning. It was a fun sidetrack. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Let me give you the, the real the meaning of the, the actual word in the clue because people might be confused now. It's a cool word. Yeah. We need to bring it back. Yeah. So I, vote, I vote we bring this word back into the English I, language. I'm down. I'm down. Let's do it. So, so the first clue was Solomon says the way of the sluggard is blocked by this and a sluggard is a lazy, sluggish person. Mm-hmm. Someone who moves at like the speed. Like a slug, yeah. Of a slug. Yeah, yeah. So that's a slugger. But clue two says this. Gideon taught the men of Sukkoth a lesson by punishing them with these. And if you're thinking that's obscure, trust me, they're all obscure. <laughs> they're <laughs> all obscure awesome today, quiz. right down to the this very last awesome one. If you know the answer, give us a call now, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. We will send you the prize. And two, if you can get it before Lyle. I'm working on it. I'm working on uh-huh. it. We'll get there. Uh-huh. It'll come. Mm-hmm. <coughs> It'll happen. <laughs> Next week. Okay, Mon, I have a university for you not to go to. Oh, no worries. Ever. 
Oh, I won't. Whenever you are choosing to go to uni, do not go to this one. I'm a little bit interested, but okay. <laughs> and it's our very own University of Newcastle. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What? Why? Well, they just reversed their whole smoking ban. What? Yeah. Why? Uh, That's atrocious, especially when they're young students. Because they're trying to make money and they're getting international students who smoke. That, that is absolutely and so now, So now they are known as Australia's smoking university. Oh, I am repulsed. That is, I'm going to write them a letter. So, so you know, this is, the, I, I, I guess, the way that they can market overseas is that this is, this is the one university you can come to if you want to smoke wait, on campus. Wait, wait a second, Lyle. How can they reverse the laws? I'm pretty sure those laws are nothing to do. Like university. Okay, no, Newcastle. this was this was this was um, this was not a, uh, a a state or federal law. This was a um, a campus policy that falls in line with all other campuses across you know Australia, mm-hmm. uh, where they ban smoking on on the campus property, and uh, of course that created a reaction amongst international students who smoke heavily, and uh, so they thought they might be losing some business, so they backflipped on it. First of all, I am so outraged. But first of all, if those international students want to come to of course, this of country course, of course and study. Saying, of course, that's not what they're saying. They're saying, oh, no, no, it's the bushfire risk because people uh, go into the bush to smoke. Whatever. Yeah, we, Look, we all know. We all know what the answer is. That's ridiculous. But if those international students want to come to our country and study, then they better jump and like, stand in line with our laws. Of course. How absolutely. And then, and then second of all, like, how, how can they be so unscrupulous to think that making money like, – I, I like to think this Australia is, stands this for This is this is an Australian first. So the University of Newcastle mm-hmm. has uh, has an Australian first that they can uh, they can pin up on their wall. They're the first Australian campus to backflip on the smoking issue. It's, it's a shameful thing to be. Uh, first there is at. no other campus. There is no other institution. No other government department. No other even um, company that we can find that we know of that has backflipped on this particular policy. That I'm. It's just so dumb. Like, yeah, it's undoing decades of work. Yeah, we yeah. have been working towards this for literally the last thirty years. Yeah, and these guys turn around and do something like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's one section of society where we're actually improving on, which is yeah, so and, hard and where to we do. can we can hold our heads proud yeah, as we are the one of the one one of the countries in the world that has the lowest level of smoking. Yeah. And we should be inviting, you know, students from overseas to come over here and learn, okay, this is how Australians live. Exactly right. Exactly we, right. We don't smoke. You know, we're not, we're not crazy. We're not trying to die young of terrible disease. We should be teaching them. We should be proudly teaching them yeah. about the dangers of smoking and, and helping to make... Like, Which is something interesting that I found when I was traveling through the Middle East is that very few people even know that smoking is dangerous. Yeah. Well, you know, when you talk about, oh, nobody smokes in Australia, and they look at you like, why? And like, oh, the government's done a lot to reduce it. And they've done, you know, why? The, you know, the government's, yeah, our government has spent millions of dollars reducing smoking. And it's like, because it's a lot cheaper to reduce smoking than to pay people's healthcare bills. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why? Honestly, when I was in Iran, I had people asking me these questions and they were baffled beyond imagination as to why Australians didn't, you know, smoke and the government would spend so much money on reducing the level of smoking and it was like because of the health risk and they just it would just blew their mind. We need to start with education. I think if any international student wants to come to Australia, part of the visa process needs to be an educated like unit. Yeah, if you want if you're going to come here and you're going to uh <laughs> And you, bring your bad habits. Bring your bad habits. Then they're going to be pretty restricted. There's not going to be many places you're going to be able to practice those. Yeah. And we are going to you know actively persecute you until you stop. I'm pretty ashamed right now of New South of Newcastle. Me too. 
Yeah, that's that's just it's probably the first, bad. It's the first first time I think I've been ashamed of something that's been going like, on in our backyard. So you know, this is a great bad. place to live. Yeah, and, and uh, a fantastic area, and it's just like what on earth? Uh huh. And so you know, they've got designated smoking areas and all this kind of thing. And I think there's just, seven on one campus and three on the other, but it just sends like a, a massively bad message. I'm just I'm still just astounded that they think that they can just change like I mean, I guess I get that they're probably not changing any federal or state laws. And I'm not sure what level the you know, the no smoking gets with the federal or state laws, but I'm just astounded that Newcastle University just The other thing that does my head in is if you're an oh. international student, where do you get the money for this kind of stuff? Oh. I used to be an international student. I studied over years. For, overseas for a couple of years and I was dirt poor I mean I was poor yeah. beyond poor you know if, if you pay how much did it cost you in a year mm. to smoke a pack a day oh man it would be stacks of money wouldn't it uh, $11,000 $11,000 it will cost you to smoke a pack a day in Australia that's disgraceful you know, people complain about the cost of patches and all this kind of stuff to give up well you uh. go to the doctor who'll give you a discount on that anyway yeah so that's not hard to do yeah um, but it's also Pretty economical. I had a friend who gave up smoking and he put all of his cigarette money into a jar. Mm-hmm. He was a bit old school and used cash, you know. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, he went out and bought himself a new Harley Davidson. Yeah, exa- exactly. You know, exactly. With his smoking money. Well, I wonder if some of these international students come from wealthy families because I, I, I don't know if it's still the same, but when, when I was a new, I remember oh, of course, yeah. they if had to coming, pay yeah, for yeah. uni up front, which is no mean fee. It's and and it, it is expensive. There's no question it's expensive. Mm-hmm. On another story very quickly, the Italian government is introducing Sunday laws by the end of the year. Oh, no. Um, and so this is a ban on shopping in large commercial areas, so similar to what they've done in Poland. Um, and this is under pressure from the Vatican, which has been pushing for it uh, since 2012 when those laws were relaxed. Um, and uh, it follows on after <laughs> Poland, and it was, I had a great chat with um, our producer Marta about this before the show started. But Poland introduced this uh, same she's legislation. Polish. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. she was over there um, back in July. Um, Poland did this earlier this year um, in a, a quote return to Roman Catholic values. So here's what I see. I think that it is great to have time off. I think it is great to have a Sabbath. Mm -hmm. I think you should have that on Saturday, but hey, whatever. Whichever day you have it, it is a good thing to have. What I don't think is great is when the government starts legislating religious laws. Yeah. You know, this is something for a person to follow their conscience on, Mm -hmm. and this is something we should encourage people to to do, and we should have campaigns on, and uh, we should educate people on the importance of having a you know a family day and a day off from shopping and a break from all of that kind of stuff. But this is not something you don't get into the. This is not an area of legislation where you get involved in. Okay, we're going to legislate. Um, and, and, Roman and, Catholic and, values. Yeah, yeah. You can't legislate. Religious, religious uh, who laws. are they to p- push their Roman Catholic values onto anybody? Yes, because what about Jews? Yeah. You know, or they Buddhist worship on Saturday. Or what about whatever. what about Muslims who worship on Friday? Uh-huh. You know, that's their day. You know, all of these kind of things. What what you, you know, this just becomes a situation of discrimination. It's a, it's a very tone deaf move. And it's a, and it's a small step that is hard to criticize. But once you go down that slope, it mm-hmm. become a very very slippery slope indeed. Prophesied, and we'll be talking about that in our question of the day today, Lyle. Stay tuned.
Listening to Andrew Peterson with Is He Worthy here on Faith FM. We have an obscure quiz this morning and I can't figure it out, so. You might be able to figure it out from this one. This one is still obscure, but it's getting a bit less obscure than the last two. So, what am I? As a result of sin, God cursed the ground and says it will produce this. That's one of two things. Well, don't tell us what they are, okay, Lyle? Neither of which I like. Well, sh- please stop talking. Okay. Both of which I stop. like. No! The solution. Give it away. The solution. No! Don't tell us about the solution because you'll give it away. I'm going to I'm gonna mute your microphone in a second. <laughs> there we go. I've, mu- I've muted Lyle, everyone. I've muted him. Sorry, Lyle can't be here anymore. Okay, today's interview is an amazing Bring interview. Bring me back. Okay, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> That's your first warning, Lyle. You can buy the solution at Buttons. <laughs> I swear to goodness, well, <laughs> Brennan Southall, I'm going to stick you over my knee even though you're twice my size. <laughs> okay, okay, let's let's get down to business. We have our live interview this morning. Welcome to the show, Claire Baldacchino. How's it going this morning? Excellent. It's a sunny Wednesday here, Monica. Yeah. It's Wednesday. Oh, it's such a good Wednesday. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, did you have to bring that up, Claire? <laughs> yes, she oh, did. Sorry. 
<laughs> For those of you who are confused, I am leaving the country today on Wednesday and I'm very happy about it. But Claire, last night uh, I right, was... Before we get what, to that, we what, should just what? introduce... We should mention that this is the Claire. Yeah, this is the Claire. Yeah, the, the Claire that, that, that helps us out here on Faith FM. Yes, we've, we've all hosted the show with Claire before. She steps in sometimes, but we're very, very grateful the for awesome Claire. Yeah, but last night... My pleasure. Last night, right, I was uh, scrolling through Instagram and I came across a new account called Jungle Ministry. And I, of course, you. was instantly intrigued. What is this Jungle Ministry? And then I saw that Claire was behind it and I was like, oh, I know what we're going to do tomorrow on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so, Claire, tell us all about this Jungle Ministry. Like it just sounds so exciting. I feel like you've harnessed every little kid's dream and inspiration of calling. Well, I should say, I should say before you go there, before you go there, yeah. Claire and I and a team of others went on a jungle ministry some years ago. Oh yeah, and it was it was every little kid's dream. I got to be honest, it absolutely yeah yeah. Kids love the idea of like going off in the jungle somewhere remote, somewhere primitive, somewhere beautiful, somewhere Uh amazing. uh Hang out with like natives and birds and crazy animals and stuff. Yeah, all that. Yeah, all that. So is this what you're doing? Yeah, pretty much exactly that. And it was my childhood dream too. (laughs) So I kind of hooked onto the side of this ministry. It's been going since 2014. Mm -hmm. But basically it's a team of young teenagers and and youth who are Solomon Islanders and they're going into their own jungle, so into the remotest parts of Guadalcanal in the Solomon Islands where there's no road access. Mm -hmm. And so they're hiking. So they're using their pathfinder skills and they're hiking into the jungle with medicine, um, clothes, food, and Jesus for the people of the of the local communities out there. Wow. Now, that's unusual because typically we think of, you know, jungle ministry. I'm thinking of a bunch of people doing like what you and I did, Claire, pull a team together, get on a plane, fly to the Solomons. It's not far. It's pretty much on our doorstep here in Australia. You know, within three hours flying, you, you're flying across uh, people who are living the same way that they were living, you know, 4,000 years ago on those mm. islands if, <laughs> yeah. whenever they were inhabited. And uh, you, you just are transported into a different world. But this, this is local people you're talking about. Yes. And it's grassroots led. So it's run by a local group of young people at a local Adventist church in Honiara. That's amazing. That, that's like that whole um, that saying, you know, uh, give a man a meal and feed him for a day, but teach him how to fish and you'll feed him forever. It's like instead of constantly flying, um, you know, people from Australia or people from um, from first world countries out there, just teaching them how to do their own ministry. Which yeah, I guess totally. These, these kids got taught doing Pathfinders, which for those of you who are unfamiliar, Pathfinders scouts. is... Yeah, it's like Boy Scouts or Girl Guides, but, um, you know, with the church involved. So it's like a, it's a religious one. It's a spiritual aspect. Yeah, yeah. So you learn like memory verses. I still remember my memory verses and Bible yeah. verses. I <laughs> memorize the path. I love it. it was good stuff. You learn how to tie knots and all kinds of things. Now, now for yeah, us, and they're using all of that stuff. Like, for example, they have to cross almost every time they go on one of these hikes. It's um cross flooded rivers because it rains all the time. So wow. they have to get rope to help themselves across the river so that they don't like wash down the river as they're walking across. So they're using all of those skills that you learn in Pathfinders. Pathfinders for real. It's like they went to Pathfinders and didn't want Pathfinders to stop. So now they're living the Pathfinder life. It's actually exactly that. It's called Ambassadors. It's the next level. I didn't know it existed. Oh, that's From 16 to 21, yeah. Man, I didn't have that when I was in Pathfinders. I I know, right? Like Master Guide or something. Yeah, and then it's over. But no, there's another section. Yeah, because you have like busy bees and uh, what was it, voyagers, explorers. Yeah, 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 and then you go all the way up through the ranks and then you get to guide yeah. and you get master guide. By That's that time, it. your sash is covered in all kinds of patches <laughs> and ambassadors. And then you That's just get awesome. rotated out. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing about this ministry that I think is a bit different and the reason why I'm so passionate about it, getting on board with it because I'm the only white kid there 
is that they don't have the amount of equipment that we have as pathfinders. So they're going oh, yeah. out there and they're hiking half a Friday, half a Saturday to get to these people's villages, but they don't have tents. They don't have enough backpacks. They don't have the things that to keep them dry and um, protected from the environment. So when it rains, they just get wet in the middle of the night. Oh, and they just have to put up with it. And I'm like, no, this is not on. <laughs> like, these so, guys so, are going so, out there doing the full-on gospel commission, but they're getting sick because they're getting exposure. Yeah, that's, that's not good. That, and that's so we can help, right? Right, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, if anything is worth a cause, this has got to be it. They're doing the, the 100% the Great Commission, right? They're going out there, they're mixing with the people, they're meeting their needs, they're doing community services on a Sunday, helping them harvest their crops, building houses for them, helping widows, helping people who don't have... Um, the ability, like disabilities, helping in any way they can, plus giving them medicine for all these like fungal skin infections they all get in the tropics because it's so wet, mm-hmm. and giving them food and giving them clothes. I'm like, I can't think of anything better. And then showing them the love of Jesus through what they do, as well as showing them um, they do preaching and they give out Bibles. So, yeah. And every single house in the whole village gets it. See, this is what this is what really caught my eye because you posted up pictures of these like steep, steep mountains, jungle mountains, like covered in thick greenery, and then there's a then there's a guy there with a huge box of Bibles on his shoulder, and he's hiking <laughs> yeah. for days with this. Thing. I couldn't even lift the darn box. Yeah, let me let me let me, right. let me tell you, Claire. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how this works, right? And and, mm-hmm. and, and oh, sorry, not uh, Mon. Let me. Yeah, yeah. Go okay, on. Okay, so so Claire and I and, and our team, we've we've climbed out of the back of the Ute. This is a, we uh-huh. travelled on the boat overnight. We've gone by four-wheel drive for an hour. Then we've got a seven-hour hike in front of us. And, uh, you know, we're unloading our gear. I put a bit my backpack on. Um, somebody comes and, you know, one of the local people comes and takes my backpack off me. And then so I've grabbed a box. It was like a big box of pasta or something. Or I uh-huh. can't remember what it was. And I'm thinking, this is going to be pretty heavy after seven hours. Yeah. You know, because there's box <laughs> food that we're carrying in there. And there's little there's little girl. What was her name? Depolay, I think. Um, and she'd been, what, oh, all of 11 or 12 years old the yeah. most. And she's like, oh, me take, me take. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and 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 I'm thinking she took his manliness <laughs> with the box. I'm thinking I'll let her carry this for a hundred meters, and then I'll just quietly take it off. Yeah, just to make uh-huh. her feel good. Uh-huh. So she takes this box, right? Uh-huh. I never caught up to her. We would catch up. We would we would honestly catch up every now and then. We would catch up, and and, and her and her friends because there was three these three little girls, and they were all carrying these huge loads, and they'd be playing in the river. Yeah, and as soon as as soon as we caught up, they'd pick up their stuff and leave again, and we'd be sitting by the river going. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm so glad that that you feel comfortable in your manliness enough to admit that on live radio. (laughs) (laughs) And and the guy who carried my backpack, which wasn't light, Uh he was like my dad's age. Oh wow. And, you know, he'd be running up these mountain slopes, which is just hand ho- holds and toe holds in places. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like there was roots you had to grab onto to pull up like a ladder. Yeah, yeah. and he just goes bouncing up on his toes, you know, dunk, 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 gets to the top, yeah. looks down at me climbing up and laughs his head off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is such a good story. I mean, I've been working out for a month before I went on this trip. <laughs> Oh, it's putting you to shame. Oh, well, Claire, we can actually help you with with this uh, with this endeavour because there's a mission. There's a team going over in three weeks, isn't there? 
Yeah, yeah, they are. But they're, uh, they're well, still they- short of supplies. They still need um, uh, money donations. Uh, I'm looking at your list here on the website. So a backpack is like 55 bucks. 15-meter rope is 160 A tent is only $20. A torch is $16. Raincoat, 15 Hydration pack is 20 Hiking sandals are $45. A warm blanket is 11 That's so cheap. Camp knife is 15 Compass is 15 A whistle is only $5. A ministry T-shirt is $7. A sleeping mat, uh, which is a bit like a yoga mat or those exercise mats people use is 20 bucks a canvas tarp is 20 and a sleeping bag is 22 these are all things that everyone in australia can afford there is no excuses for people like us who live in a first world country we can afford this stuff yeah and i have to say you know when uh, when claire and i did this, the trip in guadalcanal there some years ago uh it was dumping down with rain and by the time we arrived at the uh, you know at the site where we were going to be working for the next fortnight I was soaked to the skin, which wasn't so bad because it was warm, Mm -hmm. except that I was Mm. just so thankful that when we got there, there was a roof and there was some shelter where I could actually get out of the rain and dry off. Yeah. It would have been miserable, miserable beyond imagination if I just had to sit down on the mud. Yeah. Try and eat some cold food and be wet and sleep in the mud. You know, mm-hmm. that night. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. You would have ended up with some sort of illness by the end of that trip. I mean, and looking at this list, a canvas tarp is only 20 bucks. Like, come on, guys. We can definitely help out here. So, uh, Claire, tell us a little bit about how we can donate to Jungle Ministry. All right. So, if, you want, if you're a Facebooker, just go look up Jungle Ministry and click on the Shop Now button, and it'll take you to the website where you can donate. It's pretty simple stuff. Um, you can also call me if you're not into using internet. You can call me. I'll give you my number now. Yep. Zero four one five eight six seven three seven two. So that's zero four one five eight six seven three seven two. Yeah, you can just call me or you can go via Facebook. They're the two easiest ways. What about uh, people like me who don't have Facebook and who also don't like calling people? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Okay. There's, there's, a, is, there's there a, website. a website. Yes. There is a website. All right, but you have to listen hard, all right? Because it's, it's a Mon, free Mon, website. Mon is, Mon is just unsociable. I don't like yeah, talking right. to people. But don't, don't, don't stress, Claire, because I want to put all these up on our Instagram and our, and our Facebook and our Twitter um, so people can access it if they just don't go to the Faith FM stuff. Okay, cool. But yeah, but yeah. But right. We need to make something for our new YouTube. YouTube channel for this. Yeah, true. But hey, quickly tell us what the uh, what the website is. Okay, so it's www.hahini.wixsite.com slash jungle ministry solo. Okay, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, um, just spell that. Like, just, just, just text me that, and we will put that link okay. up. Okay, <laughs> I've got, I've got it. In no front worries, of me. it's all right. And now, so you guys are. Um, there's a team heading off in three weeks. So, how long is the team going for? Where is the team going? Like, give us a little bit of an overview of the mission trip that's coming up around the corner. Okay, so they're going to a village called Cherry. So, what they'll do is they'll jump in trucks, and that'll take them to the furthest point the road goes. And then they will hike for all Friday afternoon. As soon as school and work's over, they'll all hike up into the jungles. They'll sleep the night in out in the open, and then they'll hike the rest of the way into Cherry Village. When they get to Cherry Village, they'll send in a scout. And this is a good thing why, you know, you don't send white people to do this. You send locals <laughs> because we wouldn't know to do that. Yeah. So they wouldn't. send a local scout, someone who knows the people, knows the culture, because the culture is different from one area to another. And they're not all the same. From one culture. village to another. Yeah, right. So they send a scout in and he goes and sees the chief and he'll speak to him and make sure that it's okay that they come in and get permission. And then the whole team will come into the town on Sabbath morning. They'll split into groups and they'll go around town 
to every single home with the little care packages, which is, has those clothes, food, kitchen utensils, medicine, and a Bible for every single family. They'll meet with the people, they hang out with people, they talk to them, listen to their needs, um, see what they might be able to help with the next morning, which is a community service day on Sunday. So they cover the whole village. Sunday morning they get up again, they go and do community service with the people, they mingle with them, and then after the community service they invite all the villagers to come and eat lunch with them. And they all get together afterwards and eat whatever food they have. They share their food and get to know each other on a, on a fellowship, you know, laugh together, talk together, tell stories together, and that's what they'll do. And then they'll hike out again to a point where the trucks will pick them up and take them home. And they'll do that as often as they can on a weekend. Okay, so a question here, Claire. Um, mm-hmm. You talk about sending the scout in and asking permission. Uh-huh. Is that because it's dangerous? Is it, is it dangerous for them to yes. go in without permission? Yeah, it is. It is, 100%. In fact, one um, village they went into, it, his name was Tamboko, um, they got permission from the chief, but when they went into one man's home and they were sharing with him about Jesus, he got really angry and put out a bush knife on them oh, no. and told them all to leave, and they had to leave the whole area. Like they oh. had to like evacuate the village and head home. And then, though the best part of this story is they actually were really convicted and two weeks later they went, nah, we're going to go back and we're going to go back to his house. Mm. And they did a prayer and fasting for a week together and they headed out with just a, just a team of really strong um, young guys. They went back into the village and went to his home and he was still like, nah, get out of my house, like get out of here with his bush knife. They went and slept that night, were like all cut about the fact that they'd come there for nothing. But then the next morning when they're packing up to leave, he comes running out of the village to them going, I'm really, really sorry. Please stay. And pours out his heart to them and like goes, please come back. Please teach me. And then there's photos of him with a Bible and his kids with the Bible and he's begging them to come back and spread Jesus in the village oh, instead of killing them with a bush knife. That's, in, that's, a, that's just amazing. This is really great stuff. Yeah. Oh, Claire, thank you so much for sharing about this. <clears throat> of course, if you want to uh, get involved, you can donate now. They have a mission trip heading out in three weeks, so we definitely need to get as much uh, donations as possible happening in that short space of time before uh, Claire and the team and they do their thing over there. So jump on our socials. We have our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter, which will all be displaying Claire's details where you can get involved. Even though I'd love to like – I mean, doesn't it just sound like a great adventure, like where the road ends and ju- hunking into the jungle <laughs> and sleeping in the open? Yep, it is. It it's is. just a dream. Anyway, yeah, get, get involved, jump online, check everything out now. As a bird, I could fly That's the way I always feel When your love melts away my fears For I had inside troubled mind Mistakes I wanted to hide How could I be alike for you? I'm as light as a bird for you Have shown all my weaknesses You've Perfect 
fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Walls End, number 63. Is that the big iconic A-frame church near the roundabout? Sure is, and it starts 10am every Thursday. Great. I'll see you there.